Hey everyone, I'm Brian, and I absolutely love listening to Positive Bright Minds. One of the things I really like about this podcast is that it's about real people with real stories. Not just those who have big followings. I like the mix of monologues and interview-style episodes, and yeah, it's just easy, inspiring listening. There are coaches, authors, comedians, and all kinds of engaging people on here sharing helpful and useful stuff about life. This podcast is supported by Our Solutions, a UK-based mental health charity that provide a range of services. If you're looking for an audio engineer, check out audiocrisp.com. Keeping with the theme and series of food and health, this week I am going to share some information on superfoods, but it's really looking at the connection of colour, something called carotenoids and superfoods, I have been on a journey of studying both food and nutrition and colour therapy and the two have such a strong connection. Colour resonates with our well-being on many different levels and one of them is certainly food. Every natural food is a superfood in its own right if we were to really think about it. If it is grown fresh from the ground or on a tree then no doubt it will contain goodness of some form. So I suppose the question is, how do we distinguish between naturally grown foods that are ultra good for us and those that are just good for us? And I guess the answer to that is probably knowledge. If we have more knowledge and information about individual foods, then we can make more informed and better food choices for ourselves based on our personal needs whether that might be for clearer skin, weight loss, cardiovascular health, uh, anxiety, uh, inflammation, better mood or just overall well-being. But of course that only matters if it matters to you and if it does then you would have naturally found your way to this particular podcast episode. Colours play such an important role on so many different things in our lives from the colours we have in our gardens to interior design, the colours in the room we sleep in to the colour of the light we absorb. So for example if a red light is shone on the skin it is said to penetrate the first two millimetres of skin tissue allowing it to be absorbed and increase energy generation on a cellular level making red light good for increased alertness healthy sleep, inflammation and swelling. But chromotherapy perhaps for me to share with you is for a different episode. Today I will share information about colours of the food we choose to consume. The colours of the food we eat is often a clue of its chemical composition and what role it can play for us and our bodies. So let's start with carotenoids. Now, you could probably mistake the word carotenoid for something you might find in space, as it sounds a little bit like asteroids, but no, they are found on this very beautiful planet we live on, and carotenoids are essentially plant pigments that give the food we consume their different assortment of colours. Carotenoids actually act as antioxidants in the body helping to fight off the effects of free radicals and actually there are hundreds of different types of carotenoids but today I will share just some of the ones we consume or should be consuming 
and are most commonly accessible to us through the foods we eat on a daily level. So talking about the colour of foods, let me start with a powerhouse of red. Lysipine is a member of the carotenoid family and a pigment that contributes to the red colour of tomatoes. It is a major contributor to the health promoting power and lysipine has an amazing ability to raise the sun protection factor SPF of our skin. In other words, by eating tomatoes or other foods with lysipine, such as watermelon, we can actually enhance the skin's ability to withstand the assault we experience from the damaging rays of the sun. Believe it or not, it acts like an internal sunblock. Lysipine is generally quite rare in foods and tomatoes are one of the few foods with high levels of it. Carotenoids, as I said, are micronutrient antioxidants found in different fruits and vegetables and it's also found in watermelon, tomato and tomato-based products but also pink coloured grapefruit, apricots and papaya. So it can be found in a variety of different fruits and vegetables but it's most densely packed in tomatoes. Another positive and amazing finding about lycopene and tomatoes specifically is that studies point to some protection against heart disease. High intakes of lycopene are associated with significant reduction in the risk of stroke and other cardiovascular disease such as heart attacks. A particular study found that men who had suffered heart attacks had lower lycopene levels than those who hadn't. Finally, one more to boast about for lycopene is studies showing that it could play a huge role in prevention against prostate cancer. Some studies have shown a decreased risk of developing advanced prostate cancer with a high intake of tomato products. So at least a serving of more than 10 per week. Cooked tomato products seem to have a greater effect than raw tomato products as cooking tomatoes contains more of the available lysopene than the raw ones which is much better for us. And this information is actually recommended on a medical website prostatecancerfree.org so it is medically backed this information. It is meant to have some really positive health promoting benefits. So that's lycopene and tomatoes specifically. So going back to colour and food as indicators of goodness, although this one isn't a carotenoid as such, it's still a pigment found in food and a really healthy one too. These days you hear a lot of people talking about green juices and if like myself you ever studied biology at school you would be really familiar with this term and it is called chlorophyll and it is a pigment that gives plants their green colour. Plants use chlorophyll along with sunlight to get their nutrients and most green vegetables will contain chlorophyll. It is essentially the lifeblood of green plants and has an almost identical molecular structure as haemoglobin which I find fascinating that plants and humans share a very very similar molecular structure and it builds and transports red blood cells haemoglobin that is builds and transports red blood cells around our body so 
That means it has the power to increase the quality and quantity of red blood cells, something that is great for uh, people with iron deficiency, which I often am. On top of that, it's crazy high levels of magnesium, a nutrient that delivers oxygen to the body, and it gives your body a major hand in energy production. So this is an interesting fact. It is said to be used in hospitals for the reduction of pain and swelling. And an even more interesting fact I find about chlorophyll is this one. And it is supposed to reduce body odour. How fascinating. So ingesting chlorophyll has been shown to aid the detoxification of the liver as well as make our digestion more efficient. So as our body more readily eliminates toxins, it moves waste through your gut and the resulting odour may be reduced. So it helps the process of detoxification of the liver, therefore we would have less toxins in our body, which is said to help reduce our body odour. That really makes me smile. <laughs> a dermatological study found a chlorophyll-based formulation was also really useful for treating mild and moderate acne. Another 2004 study found that wheatgrass, which is really high in chlorophyll, reduced the number of blood transfusions needed in people with a condition called thalassemia. This is a blood condition whereby um, people can become anemic very easily. That is another really quite amazing um, benefit of chlorophyll. Chlorophyll reduces inflammation and reduces bacterial growth on wounds and poor mice, they are always tested on, but this particular study showed that mice that were given exposure to mercury excreted twice the amount of mercury than those mice that were not given chlorophyll. So chlorophyll aids in eliminating heavy metals from our blood systems according to this study that was carried out on poor mice. So that is the colour of food being green and chlorophyll. Let's move on to another carotenoid and this is a really important carotenoid and you would have probably heard of it at some point and it's called beta carotene and it is an element that gives fruit and vegetables their orange or yellow appearance. The name itself comes from the Latin word for carrots a safe source of vitamin A and it is vital for good eye health and vision, strong immune system and healthy skin and risk of disease of cardiovascular health again and reduces chronic inflammation. So beta carotene is good for so many different things that I've just mentioned. Doctors however do recommend taking beta carotene in its rawest form i.e. from food rather than dietary supplements. So once again it helps with heart disease, respiratory system, so if there are problems with um, lung capacity it can actually relieve respiratory problems as well as protecting people from breathing disorders such as asthma and bronchitis and it can help with immune system. It also apparently reduces the effects of radiation and chemotherapy. This reinforces the fact that antioxidants work more effectively as a team. Another benefit of um, beta-carotene is with diabetes. So studies show that people with low levels of beta-carotene 
in their bodies are much more likely to suffer from impaired glucose tolerance and therefore diabetes. So there's another re reason to increase your levels of beta carotene through foods which are of orange and yellow color specifically. Reduced rheumatoid arthritis has really positive effects on dry skin, eczema and psoriasis, preventing oxidative damage from strenuous exercise. And of course, beta carotenes would, have, would be loaded with vitamin A, preventing vision problems as well. Moving on to a different colour, a different carotenoid and different food group. Let's talk about purple foods and they contain something called anthocyanins. Many naturally purple coloured foods contain certain antioxidant called anthocyanin. These are beneficial plant pigments which give fruit and veg their deep red, blue, purple hues. It is said that the darker the food, the higher the content of the anthocyanin which are key players in neutralising free radical damage to cells and tissues. So apparently blueberries were a really important part of the Native American Indian diet hundreds of years ago and were often used as preservatives because of their high levels of antioxidants the berries were inserted into the dried meat to slow down the rate of spoilage. And even earlier Indians used the blueberries for medicinal purposes, apparently to ease the discomfort of childbirth. If only I had known that. <laughs> Anthocyanins are found in high concentration in black currants, blackberries and blueberries, as well as in foods such as aubergine, red cabbage, cranberries and cherries. So, so many of these foods contain anthocyanins. There are said to be many different health benefits of consuming purple blue foods from preventative oxidation, coronary artery disease and reducing age-related macular degeneration. So many studies have found that supplementing blueberry powder is actually really good for us. So a study in the European Journal of Nutrition found that improved brain power in children aged 7 to 10. If it can do that for young children of that age, I'm sure it can be really beneficial for adults and elderly people as well. Research from Tufts University suggests that consuming a blueberry supplement may be effective in improving or delaying short-term memory loss in rats. So once again, rats have taken their share of testing to discover amazing things for us. Purple sweet potatoes have recently been in the media spotlight. They are commonly eaten on the Japanese island of Okinawa, which is home to an exceptionally healthy elderly population with many living up to and over the age of 100. And rates of dementia there is reported to be 50% lower than in the West. Some scientists think that the large quantities of purple sweet potato in their diet plays a key role in keeping their bodies and brains healthy well into old age. Whilst I am undertaking my own personal learning and research into the effects of food on mental health and mood, it is actually thought, according to professors and studies undertaken by the Deakin University in Australia, that nutritious diets high in various colourful plant foods may reduce oxidative and helping overall mood and mental well-being. So on that note, I hope this episode has not only given you food for thought, 
but Kyle is to consider when running down the different supermarket aisles. Thank you for tuning in to hear this episode on food, colour, protection, superfood colours, pigments, and I will bring you more useful information in the coming episodes. Thank you once again for tuning in and 